Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here, and we've got another interesting show lined up for you again this week. But later in the program, we'll have a look at some of our business tips and uh, important looking at keeping projects on track. We're also talking with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre about building a network. But right now, we're going to have a chat with Jeff Ingram from the Franchising Professionals about licensing your business and your products. Good afternoon, Jeff. Good afternoon, Julian. Thanks once again for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to talk to you again. And uh, we've we've talked quite a bit over the years about uh, franchising as a strategy to expand and leverage a business success. What other strategies we could consider? Well, there, there's a number. Uh, licensing uh, as opposed to franchising is, is a very popular uh, uh, expansion strategy. There's, there's also... Uh, you know, using distribution agreements, uh, profit and equity sharing, shareholding uh, incentives for staff, joint ventures, and any really any any number of, um, of combinations of, of those above. And it, I guess the common theme really it's about people, and it's about encouraging people to engage in in your business somehow. Until we perfect cloning technology, we can't physically be in in two locations at once or ten locations at once. So we need other people to be there doing what we'd like them to do. And so primarily engage the people, have a common goal, and and, uh, and and you're on your way to some successful expansion. Just before we talk about the licensing, I presume distribution agreements is when somebody else distributes your product for you. Yes, yes, product or, or even a service. We've seen some service distribution agreements we've put together, uh, but that's exactly right. It's uh, fairly more, much more cut and dried than than, say, a franchising or a, or a licensing relationship. So, so licensing is probably closest to franchising. What is the difference between licensing and franchising? Uh, I, I use the analogy, it's like comparing two model airplanes and, and one has 10 pieces to put together and the other has 100. You, you get a similar shape, but you get a lot more detail in the franchising model and, and you get with that, with that detail, you get a lot more control. So licensing is a, really a scaled-down, simplified version. Um, and again, it, it lends itself towards um, those businesses which more or less have a purely supplying a product or a business. So what would be some of the advantages of going down the licensing road? Uh, well, well licensing, licensing is, um, is cheaper. It doesn't take as long to, uh, to generally set up the, 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 the model and the plan. Uh, it also doesn't have to comply with the um, the franchising co- uh, code of conduct, uh, and so there's a big compliance savings there, and a, uh, the burden is, is eased. And um, it's also the cost of providing any support um, to the licensees is ge- generally less because that support, the level of that support, is generally less. So, so the disadvantages. Well, it, um, one of the things that we've seen over the last few years is. Um, that it can be very, very expensive. Some some license networks um, have have been very successful, and they've almost become victims of their own success because as they grow, they've had to uh, get retain more control on the business. So where that license model hasn't enabled them to have that, they've had to convert, and that can be very, very expensive. It can also be very costly from a point of view that licensees uh, who don't want to convert will walk away from the network. So your network might might shrink a little. There's a um, there's a risk in, in, in doing that. And um, as I say, you have less control. So if, if your business gets to a point, your licensed network gets to a point where you need to get more control, you need to look for another strategy. You need to change over somehow. So with a license agreement, uh, 
Couldn't you stipulate in a contract the, the control? Well, you can uh, you can try and do that, and there there are some quite sophisticated license agreements. But what can happen is if if you uh, if you start uh, implementing more controls, and the courts have used a, a criteria of what they call a marketing plan, which means if you're looking at it control on an operational level, well, then you can be deemed to be a franchise, and that has real implications. Uh, because if you look like a duck, quack like a duck, and the, the courts say you're a franchise, and you haven't complied with the code of conduct and disclosure, there can be there can be some severe ramifications. Franchisees can or licensees can sorry can go back and say, well, I think I'll have my money back, and you might have your network sort of walking away uh, on whole, on a wholesale scale. So a lot of people do try to go down that license path because it's the simpler, cheapest option, don't they? They do. They it, it, it's a it's a, as it, you're right, it's a simpler, cheaper option, but you just need to make sure that it's still the right option, otherwise it can cost you a lot in the long run. As I say, uh, uh, two, two classic examples were Wizard Home Loans and Barbecues Galore. They're both very, very successful licensed networks, and they got so big that they realised in order to keep driving the network and keeping everyone on the same direction, they needed to convert those licensees over. And it's a very, very expensive from a logistical point of view, the risk of losing licensees, good good people who've had a business relationship for a long time. There's lots and lots of... It's a very uh, tricky road to, to, to go down. And, but obviously uh, one of the things you would be wanting to do if you were licensing is retain uh, credibility of your name, uh, yes. which obviously requires some level of control. Yes, absolutely. You can... Uh, where the brand is and the... the, the the, uh, managing the brand value, you can certainly do that. Uh, a license, uh, I guess the distinction is more around the operational. There's not so uh, much reporting requirements, for example. Licensees um, often aren't required to give any sort of information back to the licensor as to the performance of the business. Mm. There's less day-to-day stipulation um, on how the business is run, how the business is, say, promoted. Um, you know, the uh, often things... The, a franchise model will have a, a very a good franchise model will have a very sophisticated and and detailed playbook as to you know sales marketing you know production a licensees uh, license networks don't tend to have any anywhere near that detail. Is there a, a, a distinction between distribution agreements and licensing in, in that uh, you're allowing someone to distribute distribute your product? Would they do that under your name or under their name? Well, it, it can under under either and and you it's a very good point you make uh it's a very gray area sometimes between uh license agreements and and distribution agreements sometimes they're very very similar more often a distribution agreement we put together that's even for a uh it might be for someone bringing product into the country who'll then wholesale it out to retailers uh, whereas license businesses may be more that that end that end um end sale uh, type model. So under distribution agreement you would be able to have some sort of or you could have some sort of control of the level of uh, performance couldn't you? Yes, yes you can have, again though you, ha- you have to be careful not to wander into that grey area of, uh, of franchising yeah. because as you say if you're deemed to be a franchise and you haven't prepared disclosure documents, you haven't complied with the code, uh, it can be um, very very disruptive mm. indeed. Are there any other considerations that an owner should take into account if they want to establish additional operations for their business? Well, yeah, it's it's very much like uh, 
franchising or licensing your business, and that's where these um, these sectors are so good. They really do do own that space because, you know, you have to look at things like territory reporting, the communication system support. Because until we perfect cloning technology, you need other people to be able to operate another business that's in another geographical location the same way you you would, and. Uh, so all those things you don't want to put one one uh, your next outlet right next to each other. You don't want mm. to put them too far away where supply is difficult. Um, you need to uh, put put uh, make sure the brand is managed. Look back at the sales strategies. If a business has um, you know got some age to it, what did they do initially to encourage the initial sales? And they have to document that and try and use it in the new location. Mm. And are those strategies appropriate for the new geographical area? You know, are they outdated or so it's it's really going back and back to the drawing board a little bit, and uh, the same the same expansion considerations that you look at in licensing and franchising are uh, for any business looking at um, uh, establishing additional locations. Mm. So I really imagine it would be all about deciding where you, where you really want to go with your business and which is the best model for you. Exactly, exactly, and it's all around having information so you can make the best decision and. And as I say, it comes back to that common theme of people. If you mm. can, whatever it, it could be, we've we've even seen hybrid models of licensing and equity equity uh, partnerships and joint ventures and all sorts of. There's all sorts of configurations as long as it engages the people to uh, to come on board and and uh, uh, engage in your business and have the sh- same shared goals. You've done. You've come a long way, and then mm. it's about providing them the tools and the systems to enable them to do that. Well, thanks for your time again, Jeff. Um, we might have a chat about franchising again in the new year. Sounds great. Always a pleasure, Julian. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Jeff Ingram there from the Franchising Professionals, helping us to understand the difference between licensing and franchising. And we'll come back with some more in a moment.
Mr. Tambourine Man there with the birds. And it's 23 minutes past one. You're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7. Time to pop over and have a chat with Brett Gleeson at the Business Growth Centre. Good afternoon, Brett. Uh, Hi, Julian. Thanks for joining us again. We're getting very close to the end of the year now, aren't we? It is. Yes, it's the 1st of December, so uh, time is ticking away very quickly. So uh, we're going to talk about building networks this week. Uh, What sort of networks are we talking about? Well, we're talking about uh, there's lots of networks out there. There's literally dozens of networks. So things like your local Chamber of Commerce, um, membership-based organisations like the Business Growth Centre or professional uh, associations, engineers, accountants, marketing, uh, they're all... um, part of the, the, the networking scene, the same like business clubs and even even your service organisations like Rotary Lines and Probus, they're all networking opportunities as well. And if you think more broadly, um, you know, school PNCs and sporting associations, churches and social groups, they're also networking opportunities as well. So there's lots, uh, lots out there and uh, I guess you've got to pick the one that best suits you and best suits your, your business and uh, you know, think about what's What's the best opportunity for you to be out there? Network is it a breakfast, is it a luncheon, is it an after dinner thing? I'm sorry, an after work thing. Uh, what, what's you know, going to be best for you in terms of uh, making those uh, those connections? So, so why should I uh, consider building these networks? Well, I guess the primary benefit is is getting known and making connections with other people in business. Uh, you know, having the opportunity to talk to them about uh, you know, how things are going in their business. It could be a totally different feel, but at least uh, you're getting a feel for you know, how things are out there. And uh, and you could talk with other people that are you know, sort of allied area to your, that you're in and uh, you know, see how things are heading for them or what new things that they're doing and uh, you know, what um, what opportunities they might see for... Uh, you know, you're never in, in business by yourself. You're always there in connection with other people. So... Um, Making those connections and uh, you know, is is a, you know, a great benefit. You know. But also, you know, hearing from the guest speakers and learning from their experiences and their wisdom is is a good thing. And of course, you uh, over time you form some friendships and long term business associations. That uh, uh, when things are tough um, or you need you know, advice or to find out you know things, then you've got those connections. You can always call on those uh, those connections. Well, it sounds important for my business. How, how would I go about building a network? Well, first thing is, uh, you know, pick, you know, pick a, a couple of places you want to, a couple of networks you want to be involved with, and and, and do a bit of a taste test. They're all a bit different. In you know, some are structured, some are less structured, some are formal, some are informal, casual. So, I guess do a couple of taste tests. Uh, you can't get a network unless you actually go along and participate. So you've actually got to say, well, I'm going to go to one, you know, one or four nights for the next, you know, next month or two months or things. So, build yourself a little goal there to do that. And, when you get there, it's important that you um, you, know, you wear your name badge, uh, your logo if you've got it on your uniform or a shirt, um, have some business cards there so that you can actually give people. And then it's a matter of actually, you know, don't stand in the back corner uh, sipping on a you know, uh, drink by yourself. You've got to actually got to go out and engage people. So I think that these are the people to engage with, the people who are actually are there, obviously there by themselves. And uh, if you see someone else uh, looking a little bit awkward or a little bit uncomfortable, then maybe that's the best person to go up and talk to and uh, Start a conversation and a few simple words, uh, you know, simple questions around, you know, do they attend regularly or um, do they know anything about the guest speaker or what sort of day have you had, you know, or how are things going in your business? A few, you know, a few question, open questions that will help to, you know, start conversation. And once you start the conversation, things will roll on generally well, you know, pretty well. Um, but you've got to keep practicing at it. You know, if you're not, if you're a bit shy, a bit nervous about it, you've got to 
find someone else to go along with for a couple of times and then you know, just build your confidence as you as you go. Well, the Lake Macquarie uh, uh, City Council's business breakfast next week will be a, a fun time to start that networking, wouldn't it? It would be, yes. And in fact, it, well, I'll probably make it a bit late, but tomorrow is, uh, of course, the uh, council's uh, luncheon too with uh, yes. Gene, Gene Kitson, which is likely to be a good large, uh, laugh. But uh, but yeah, certainly next Wednesday morning, uh, uh, the, the breakfast, uh, it'll, I'm sure there'll be a good laugh there as well. I, I understand Santa Claus is going to be there, so that's, that's always a good thing. So. With some business tips. With some business tips, yes. Good. Thanks for your time, uh, Brett. We'll uh, have a chat with you again next week about uh, winning those business awards. That's a good topic to talk to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Great. Thanks, Julian. Cheers. Bye. Brett Gleeson there from the Business Growth Centre, helping us to understand the importance of building those networks. And we'll come back with some more in a moment.
Well, now it's time to have a look at our business tips, and again, taken from the Harvard Business Review, and this particular one is keep your project on track. The most common problem in project management is falling behind schedule. It's difficult to avoid delays, but you can often improve the situation and still complete the project on time. Try one of these three approaches before accepting the inevitability of a hold-up. First of all, use the end to recover. Look at a long-term plan. Find places later in the schedule where you can make up for lost time. Secondly, narrow the scope. Focus on the true goal. Eliminate non-essential elements to reduce cost and save time. And thirdly, renegotiate with stakeholders. Explore alternatives. Discuss the possibility of increasing the budget or extending deadlines to keep the project on track. And here's another little one, perfect your personal elevator speech. And of course, that's when we use uh, the elevator speeches to sell ourselves. To find a job or, or work for your business, you need to be ready to market yourself at any time. Make sure you're equipped with the right pitch. Don't be afraid to toot your own horn and don't waste time reiterating your resume. Instead, state in one concrete sentence what makes you so effective. Talking about the impact you've had and can continue to have is much more compelling than listening your, uh, listing your experiences. For example, one assistant said of herself, I can make my boss shine. Speak at a pace that shows you are calm and confident. Practice your pitch often. And remember that jobs don't just come from interviews. Use an opportunity you have to deliver your pitch at family gatherings, in waiting rooms or at coffee shops. Don't wait for the elevator. And of course, an elevator speech is very important when we're talking about doing those networking events, as we mentioned earlier. And of course, Lake Macquarie Business, or Lake Macquarie City Council's business breakfast next week. The Global Guru is coming to talk about some business tips on coping with ever-changing situation around the world. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to look at the impact of independent contractors on business with Rebecca McKenzie from Baker Lover Lawyers. We're going to chat with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre about winning your business awards and have some of those ideas that will motivate you and improve your business. I'd love your company again at the same time for Business, the Law and You. Until then, have a safe and prosperous week. And as the Richard, Bar- Richard Bark once said, sooner or later, those who win are those who think they can.